Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Live This Life podcast. Today, I have two very special guests with me on the show. I have Alexa Hauser and Ambrosia Matthews from the Inner Bloom podcast joining us. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank Excited you for to be here. Us. It's uh, It's been a long time and trying to get this going. I know a lot of the craziness going on in the world's kind of interrupted us a few times, but thank you so much for making the time available and your busy schedules to, to come on and grace us. Alexa is, um, both of them are the, the co-hosts of the Inner Bloom podcast. Alexa, I know from the Positive Head podcast that I talk about so much um, on this podcast as well, but uh, first got introduced to Alexa a couple of years ago when she first started working with them. And then when she started touting her stuff about the, uh, the Inner Bloom podcast, learned more about Ambrosia. It's probably been a couple of years now, right? I think 20, what, 2018 is when you got started? Yeah. We've got- yeah. It's yeah. been almost two years. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So one question I like to ask of everybody before we dive too deep on anything is what does it mean to you to live your best life? What does it mean? Let's start with Ambrosia. What does it mean to you to live your best life? Uh, What it means to me is to live in your calling, live in your purpose. So if it feels like resistance, if it feels like you're coming up against a brick wall or, oh, I have to do this again. Uh, that's not living your best life. Living your best life means excitement and fun, sometimes scary, but most of the time fun and excitement. Awesome. Yeah. Living your best life to me. Well, it's funny when you said that, I just think of like people being like, you are living your best life, girl. Lots of snaps. <laughs> like, and I just see true, like inner, um, true soul expression, just like doing the things that you feel called to like being like wild and crazy sometimes, like, like really just expressing yourself when you feel like kind of that, uh, inner child energy. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what I think of. And it's like living your best life, feeling free to express yourself fully. That's such a common theme that I hear whenever I ask somebody that question is it's always the authenticity thing. And it's always like the childlike wonder, like everybody says, Brandon says that Prince, I think Prince and Clark said that when I had him on here just recently, um, you know, and it's like authenticity seems to be the the biggest message. And I think that's why I've been so drawn to get you guys on here is because I think that was one of the areas that I needed to grow the most in was getting into my authenticity of letting go of that like stale, square, kind of boring, drab, miserable life that I had lived in the past into mm-hmm. being more authentic into who I really was. And you guys really embody that. I watch all your guys' uh, live streams that you usually do and listen to the podcast and stuff. And you guys just, you, you do your thing. And that's what I love about 
everything that you guys put out. I mean, I've, I told Alexa before, like, it just seems like you, you live this, this like awesome life where you're always going and traveling and doing stuff and doing these things. But you know, now that I've, I've followed you guys uh, on social media and, and the podcast and stuff like that, just watching what you guys do, your retreats and everything, which we'll talk about in a short time. Um, you know, you guys, you guys are definitely killing it. So. Thank you. I think it's also about, um, being honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like what is making you happy and what is making you miserable? And you can decide in each moment, which experience you want to have. And when you're living authentically, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy all the time. Um, I would like to be happy all the time, but also understanding that you're a human being having a human experience. And so sometimes you're going to be upset. Sometimes you're going to come up against resistance. Like we really wanted to host a retreat in Costa Rica. Obviously that's not going to happen. There was a lot of resistance with me personally. I was like, no, we can still do it. We can make it work. We were but, planning it for like in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're in coronavirus world so, right now. So that's yeah. so now that, so now that that has happened, like at the time I was really upset, but now that everything is full circle, I get it. So it'll just, come, it'll come around. It'll end up, it'll, you know, these things always manage to shake out. I'm still oh, trying it'll to figure definitely it out. Come around. <laughs> but, <laughs> but is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll definitely. Oh, it'll definitely come Trust around. Me. The universe yeah. better get out my yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, but living authentically too. Like I think of when we first. Uh, started the podcast and that was like a really big thing for us. You know, we were like, we're going to be the most vulnerable we can possibly be. That's what the pot, like we were so like hyped up on that is, you know, being authentic in that way. And, um, and it's challenging, you know, to like, not like Ambie said, that doesn't mean that you're happy all the time. It means like kind of like expressing yourself in some of your lowest moments. I remember an episode of the podcast where, um, it was an early episode. We're on like two, we're in our mid two hundreds now, but, uh, it was an early episode and we had decided we were going to do a live event. We had not done a retreat yet. So we've oh now done God. four retreats. We had not done a retreat yet. And we were like, I know, like we're going to do uh, like a live event in Philadelphia. So Ambie would come to Philadelphia and we were going to do channeling and intuitive readings and stuff like that and record the podcast live. And we set it up. We thought it was such a great idea. And like, nobody wanted to come or that's could not come. an exaggeration and literally like, no one nobody came. like we literally and- had two people that we had to beg come remember that yeah. that was awful <laughs> well exactly and the whole thing was like a week before I had this realization I'm like oh my god like literally I think nobody's gonna come so uh are we allowed to talk about channeling on here uh, anything Anything. Okay, cool. the curse? Yeah, there's no, there's, okay. there's no, uh, there's no restrictions. No restrictions. Okay. Excellent. Cause we can't be tamed. Um, but <laughs> I, I've already planned on marking this episode with the explicit tab too. Okay, so. great. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you come prepared. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, Ambrosia had recently started channeling. She channels this collection of Arcturian energy and we were channeling one day and we, we asked them questions about, you know, like what, what we need to know and kind of issues we're having in our life. And I was asking, I was like, what do we do about this live event? And they were like, yeah, well, sorry. They were like, uh, what, what's the problem? I was like, nobody's coming yet. And they're like, yeah, nobody's going to come. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, no, literally nobody's going to be there. And I had like a meltdown on this podcast, like throwing, throwing a fit, like a child, like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I want to cancel it. And they're, 
and and it was very unattractive the way that I was like having this meltdown and whining like a brat basically saying like I can't be it was my kind of shadow coming up like I can't be it's embarrassing yeah it's embarrassing and um and we decided to air that you know what I mean because it was like hey this is like a real thing that we're going everybody has things that come up that's it's not very pretty um, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's it's real life. And I think that, long story short, more of us need to feel safe in expressing ourselves, whether we're happy or sad, you know, or whether we're going through something amazing or through something challenging. And I yeah. think one of the – sorry. I Go think ahead. one of the big things in, in the spiritual community is spiritual bypassing. Like, nope, I'm just going to be happy and everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. I'm just going to do my grounding techniques and my – my mantras and breathe and everything's going to be fine. But actually a part, like a big part of the work is feeling your feelings mm-hmm. and moving through those feelings and not pushing them down and avoiding them. Now I have been very aware that things are coming up and I'm like, well, I'm not dealing with that today. We're going to move. We're going to shove that down and deal with that later. But you also, if you're aware of it, then you can transform it. Right. Yeah, I think that's part of what I've also been going through as well is I've got a lot of old patterns that I've tried to break out. I mean, um, I don't know how much of my story you're familiar with, Ambrosia, but like I came from law enforcement for a long time and I just broke free of it a couple of years ago. And with that comes a lot, like it comes a lot of ego. There comes a lot of control issues. There comes a lot of, you know, post-traumatic stress stuff that I've had to process. And still, even to this day, I still have little things and little triggers and at points where I kind of come to the realization like, hey, you're acting like your old self for a minute, kind of let it, mm-hmm. let it process. And, but don't, don't, you don't repress it. You know, you get a little bit more control over the situations as they go along and you try to be this, this and more enlightened, more patient, whatever it is you're trying to become, mm-hmm. but you still have those things. And if you don't let them come out and process them, if they're knee jerk reactions and you suppress them there's still that that underlying triggers or whatever it was that was boiling it to the surface, which means it's still there. Not yeah. saying at a certain amount of time, you can condition yourself to be a different way, but that's, that's the end goal of the process. If you're just immediately suppressing it and you're just not allowing it to bubble up, you're, you're doing exactly what you said. You're like putting the uh, cork in the steam kettle and that just creates discord and, and everything else. So um creates dis-ease yes dis-ease dis-ease that's right (laughs) so we will talk about inner bloom in a bit but i think you both have awesome stories and and that's one of the things i like to focus on in this is not only how people are living uh, a more fulfilling life the things that they're doing to live a more fulfilling life but where did you come from and sort of what led you to where you ended up because i feel like it's that recipe of the people that I've looked at and admired and said, you know, I want to transform my life to be what they're sort of that the version that I can be of what they've come to. So I think that recipe that comes from people by telling their story is something that people can really follow along with because some people just don't have that inner circle right there with them. And it's shows like yours shows like mine, uh, like positive head, like all those different things that become their inner circle, whether it's up close or long distance. But um, either one of you want to share, you know, kind of maybe the beginning parts of like your transformation process and sort of like what ended you up to where you are today of running retreats, running a successful podcast, sort of having this great following and, and leadership in this realm of 
um, you know, spiritual awareness and everything. Alexa, you go first. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I would love to share. Um, so my story is really when I, I, I've always been, I don't know, sensitive. I've always been a helper. I've always wanted to help people. I thought when I was younger, I was going to be like a psychologist or something like that. And at the same time, I also really loved entertainment when I was younger. So, um, I ended up, I went to uh, USC for college and when I was out there, I ended up getting into the entertainment industry. Um, from there, I actually moved into the music industry in my 20s. Once I graduated, um, I started my own company in my early 20s, um, and then I ended up in music management. So I was I was really kind of living my dream in a lot of ways, um, and I was at the same time running myself into the ground. Like I had also because I had I, I was running my own company and I had so much. Uh, work to do. It felt like that was the story that I told myself. Oh, I'm just so busy. I have a million things to do. I don't have time for anything or anyone. Um, I went and actually got diagnosed with ADD, which I, I don't. I don't even know if I really had ADD or if I just was like, I can't focus because I have so much going on. I got on Adderall when I was in my mid twenties, and. Uh, it just really disrupted everything. It disrupted my sleep. It disrupted like relationships I was having. It just, it really stressed me out. And, um, a couple years into the music management, I just was so burnt out. And basically I had something crazy happen where out of nowhere, the one day, the left side of my face, this was about like four years ago now, the left side of my face just started swelling up. Well, actually before this, I started getting like crazy acne and I, even in high school, I never even really had a pimple. So I was like, this is so odd. I've never experienced this before. Um, and my face was just getting worse and worse and worse. And one day, like on the side of my face, it just started swelling up to the point where it looked like I had like a baseball in the side of my, uh, cheek. And it started like cutting off my airway. It was like inflamed so much. So I had to go to like an emergency room. It was terrible. They like stuck a needle in my, it was terrible. And, um, but they said, I don't know why this has happened. No one knew why it was happening. They just kind of gave me an antibiotic and just kind of chalked it up to a freak thing. And then, um, you know, it went down over the next like couple weeks and just kind of moved on. Uh, it happened then again about like three or four weeks later in the exact same place, but worse this time. Had to go to the emergency room again. They did the same thing again. But this time it was like I just woke up. All of a sudden, I just like, I felt like I just got all this information downloaded into me. Like I suddenly had this knowing it was like, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to stop everything you're doing. Get off this path, quit this, like stop doing the music stuff. Um, start meditating, change your whole diet, start researching health. Um, like just, just stop and slow down and tune into you and what's going on. Cause something's wrong. And, um, so that's what I did. I just started really exploring. I changed everything overnight and I stopped what I was doing. And, it's, and it kind of put me into this place of being really lost, honestly. I was really lost and confused. But as I was researching health, because I was trying to understand what was going on with my body, I kept being led to spirituality. It was really interesting. I was like researching holistic things and it kept just directing me right to like the ultimate nature of reality, you know? And as I started reading these things that I was finding, I started getting really kind of freaked out actually, like freaked out and simultaneously 
it rang very true to me and it felt like I was reading something that I've always known. But it was scary because I felt really alone. I was like, does everybody know this? Like, it, you know, that feeling that I think a lot of people get when they kind of have an awakening like that. Um, so it freaked me out so much that I, I, I was kind of going through like a dark night of the soul. And I remember one morning I woke up and I was like, I need positivity. I need positivity so badly in my life. I typed in positive in the pod, Apple podcast app. And actually it wasn't even the positive head podcast that came up. Brandon was on another, Brandon Beecham, the host of the positive head, positive head podcast was on another podcast. I heard him do an interview. I was like, Oh, I like this guy. Like I want more of him. I listened to Positive Head and then um, I became obsessed. Like I, it, it introduced me to Abraham Hicks. It inter- introduced me to the law of attraction. I just started learning all this stuff and feeling like, wow, this really resonates with me. And then um, eventually Brandon actually asked, like he needed help with a podcast. And I don't know, I sent an email and I ended up helping out um, Positive Head with like social media for a little bit. And then one day I was in the shower and I just had this idea that was like, hey, why don't you uh, tell Brandon it would be a good idea for him to interview the listeners of Positive Head because they're all so powerful and have so many great stories. So I told Brandon, I was like, hey, I have this idea for you. What if like once a month you interviewed a listener? And he was like, oh, okay, I love that idea, but why don't you do it and do it every single Friday? I'll just, yeah, you you just handle it and and I'll listen and I'll, I'll check it out. And I'm like, what? Okay. Like, I wasn't expecting <laughs> no that. Yeah. So, and I'd been wanting the best to best ideas in the shower, by the way, best okay. ideas in the shower. Yeah. It's the best place, but I'd been wanting to do a podcast. And, um, so that was a really good like entryway for me. So I started doing that and that's how I met Ambrosia. <laughs> Seamless transition. Nice. <laughs> Look at that. Um, okay. So my story is just slightly different. Um, <laughs> so when I was a little kid, um, I actually had like a really uh, traumatic childhood. So when I was a little kid, I remember being at least five and I could hear other people in my room. I could see, when I say see, I mean like in my mind's eye. I could see other people and I knew that they weren't physically there. So the gap would freak me out. Right. So I remember being a kid and just feeling like someone else was in the room with me and then just bolting out of the room all the time. Or I would just be like running. I slept with my mom. This is embarrassing until I was 15 years old because I was so freaked out about everything. Um, So continued on. um, And then I realized that what I'm seeing are people that have passed away. What I'm hearing are people that have passed away. So this became really, really obvious to me uh, when I was in high school. I was witnessing in my mind's eye. We were at a party underneath a freeway passing. I wasn't the best kid in high school. And um, we, someone came up to us and was like, you'll never believe what happened here. And I went, don't tell me another thing. And I took my friend over to the side and I explained to her that I was seeing this whole situation play out. It was in the 50s or 60s. She got pulled over by a police officer. He raped her and threw, killed her and threw her over the side of the freeway. And then, like, I saw a time pass and her dad was standing on the freeway, like, thinking about suicide. So I explained this to her. And I said, you are aware that I didn't hear the story? And she said, yes. So we go over to the rest of the group. And I go, okay, tell us what happened. And he told the same story. And my friend 
turned white and looked at me and goes, how did that happen? Like, how do you know that? And I'm like, cause I'm watching it play out in front of me, like a movie. Wow. And so we looked it up and all of it did happen in San Diego, uh, where I grew up. And so I didn't know what to do with this. I had, I was actually terrified of it for a really, really long time. I remember laying in bed and up until my twenties and just being like, please God, just make this go away. Just make this stop. I went to a a hypnotist one time to try to get hypnotized. So I couldn't see this. (laughs) And what ended up happening was a past life regression. So I was told in the past life regression that I had been asking for this for several lifetimes and that I need to um, dive in deeper to it. So I said, no, I'm not going to do that. So, um, (laughs) so I resisted, I resisted. Um, and then I was, how old was I? I was pregnant with my third kid. I had lost my job because, um, I was pregnant. So I was in the middle of a lawsuit with the company because it's discrimination, right? Which may, which meant that I couldn't find another job because it was like this gap time. So at the same time, we had just got a new house and we were in the process of moving. There was a lot going on and I didn't have a job. Like it was a lot going on and I was really, really, really depressed. And I remember, um, feeling just like I'm done feeling this way. I'm done feeling sad. I would watch like crime shows all the time. I was afraid to go out in public because I was afraid someone was going to attack me. Like I was drinking. Well, I wasn't drinking at the time. I was drinking before that. Um, I was pregnant. I don't drink when I'm pregnant, I promise. (laughs) But um, I was just really depressed. And so my niece sent me this this thing, uh, The Secret, and I watched it. And I had actually heard of Abraham Hicks before that, but I was like, that's bullshit. And like, I dismissed it completely. And I saw the secret and it was literally like someone flipped a switch for me. And then Ashley Strong recommended that I listen to Positive Head because she's the, she's a psychic medium. And we actually went and had coffee together. And I finally found someone that was normal, that was like me. So, um, I started listening to positive head and I started finding all of these other people that believe in law of attraction that believe in, um, like woo woo stuff. And I didn't feel like such an outcast. Now I had tried previously to take like, uh, psychic classes, right. And, the person that I worked with was like, you don't really see things. You're lying to people and um, telling me about how fear, like how I should be afraid of stuff. Like it just put in a lot of fear into me. So I like shut it all down. It was like, nope, this, this isn't for me. I don't want to be afraid of this. Um, I don't want this. And so at that time, Um, I was listening to positive head and I, my husband tells me you should really lean into this. You have something here and you can't get rid of it. So you should really lean into it. So I took classes with another psychic and or a shaman at the time. And actually she was the one that really made me feel comfortable with it and really helped me uh, ground my energy, really helped me protect my energy 
would tell me that the reason I'm afraid of stuff is because of this life and because of past life traumas and different things, like made it more tangible than Mm -hmm. just so woo woo and out there. Um, And then I met Alexa and we started talking about how alone and isolated people feel when they first start going down this, this road. And so we decided to create a podcast. That's so true. So many people have had that same, that same thing where they felt so isolated and alone, especially if they're, they're into like a a mainstream religion or something, their whole family's into it. It's like, you feel even more isolated and alone. Um, But wow. Thank you so much, both of you for sharing your stories. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to hear because so many people who are drawn to podcasts like this and like yours, they all seem to come from a similar place. Like, yeah, all the stories are different, but they're all somewhat interconnected, you know, and a lot of people, they'll listen to certain people's stories and like, well, mine's not that tragic. Mine's not that, you know, I don't have that much stuff, but then you hear them and it's like, well, yeah, maybe someone didn't have something, you know, as traumatic as feeling like somebody was in the room with them all the time or whatever, but their stories, everybody's stories are so similar. I think that's why it's so important to have people like you on the podcast to talk about your experiences because it just makes everybody relate to each other a lot more. I remember when I first heard one of your podcasts, I remember Ambrosia, you said something about how you were afraid you were going to pass on your, your gifts to your child. Like there was, it was almost like you had like a, it was almost like a curse Mm -hmm. and that you were afraid that your child was going to end up in the same way. And I remember at a certain point in the last couple of years, it was shortly after I heard that was right. I think it was right in the beginning when you guys started the podcast and I remember thinking to myself, like, I definitely don't have any sort of psychic abilities or anything. I have the worst intuition probably possible of anybody I've ever known. Like you could flip a coin and I'll get it wrong like 80% of the time. But I remember that my son started to have some attention issues when he was in elementary school. He's 12 now. And, you know, they were starting to say like, well, maybe he's got ADHD or something. He's ADD or whatever. And I remember talking to him and it was just like, do you have trouble focusing? He goes, no, but just, I notice everything. And I had kind of that curse as well, where it was, it helped me out in my career, obviously to stay alive, but mm-hmm. the littlest things of like hyper um, sensitivity sight, I see everything, I hear everything and everything records. And I got diagnosed with an idiotic, idiotic memory where it's almost like a, a video recording. Wait, you have that memory where you could like, t- I could tell you a day. I, I, it's like idactic or whatever memory. Something where I could like tell that. you a day like in the past and you could tell me what you were wearing and what the weather is. It's not that intense, but I will have to, like if there's certain conversations I have with people, I will be able to play them back. I can play experiences back. Like that's so like cool. it's a video recording, like, which it, so it, cool. it's cool, but it's also not when you go through severely traumatic stuff. When you see That's horrible true. things happen on the job, it's like it plays back on you over and over and over. Mm. But with my son, it was like he had sort of the similar thing. And then when we start talking about certain things, he remembers stuff from when he was super, super young, like in our old house and things he shouldn't remember. And he remembers the littlest details. So now like ever since then, we've had to be kind of careful what we say and how loud we say it. Cause we're like, he's gonna, he's gonna hear us you know? <laughs> and he's going to remember. <laughs> don't say you're don't whisper. You're going to get him something for Christmas. Cause he can hear you and he's yeah. going <laughs> to, but no, I remember how you said you were, you were, um, you know, you were concerned that we're going to pass that on as a curse. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I tried to explain to him that no matter what, if he does have sort of that sort of similar traits that I have, it's, it's not a curse. It's a gift. I could see how that would affect your life, like not understanding what you had. And then finally 
realizing, I mean, how, how old were you, do you think, when you finally started to really, this was pretty recent, right? That you kind of like embraced everything? Yeah, when I kind of, when I started embracing everything. So there were two times. There was one time that I don't really talk about. So I tried to do like readings for money and it didn't work very well because I had a lot of self-worth issues. So um, that lasted like six months. But then when I really went into it was when we, right before we started the podcast. Okay. So, yeah. So recent develops, I feel like that 2017, 2018 timeframe was like so pivotal for so many people. It's been that way, I think for the last few years, but. Yeah. It really was. And if you, yeah, I've been listening to people recently talk about if you want to get into the quantum physics, I know you mentioned quantum physics or like, I don't know, you talk about like timelines on here at all. Yeah. That certain timelines really collapse during those years. So like, mm-hmm. that's why, cause like that was exactly when I had my awakening, like right around like 2017. That was the year of the big eclipse too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah, big. I so I remember feeling so much pressure that year. Yeah. So at the time I was working at a chiropractic office and I remember feeling like if I don't leave this job now, I'll never leave it. Mm-hmm. And it, I remember people saying to me like, you know, relax, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't understand. And like feeling like that sense of, and I think, I hope everybody can relate. Like when you first start to go down this road, you almost feel crazy mm-hmm. because you start to understand that like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. And then it's not important and it is important at the same time. Right. So I remember having that conversation with my mom and she was like, honey, are you on drugs? Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm totally fine. And she's like, I'm really worried about you. And I'm like, thanks. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> that was the, that was the year for me too, where I first, I actually got away from my old line of work and I left everything. And I'm like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I love to cook. My wife likes to cook. So like, guess what? We're going to open a restaurant. There was this little tiny restaurant that was like falling in the ground in our town. And we were going to buy it for super cheap, like knock it down, rebuild a place, have a family restaurant, the rest of our lives, happy end of story. And it didn't work out that way. And luckily it didn't because right now we'd probably be hurting pretty bad with the current situation. But um, I always call it was like one of the best things that never happened, but it was still that breakaway where I tried to get away and then I got sucked back into my old line of work and then I finally got away. But it was like, I don't know what it was about that year for so many people. They went through some major, major transformations and growth in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting now to watch it happening for other people now, because I feel like, you know, all of us, I feel like went through that wave at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. And now what we're witnessing is a huge wave for other people because right now with this coronavirus situation, I mean, I feel like you're either you're on one end or the other. You're mm-hmm. either like really, really doing pretty okay, pretty mm-hmm. well. You know, in fact, like Ambie and I are kind of like in this weird thriving moment. <laughs> like, yeah. and it seems like you are too. Um, and then, or you're really going through it. You just like, I, I see people and I talk to people who I'm just like, oh my God, it's like they cannot get up for air. It's like the waves are just boom, one after another, the job, the car, the this, the relationship, everything is being like ripped away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, I, I, um, it's interesting um, to just think about like from a soul level, you know, like what's going on there. Or I mean, I guess it's, it can be understood as like, People like us who, you know, I believe that I signed up to be 
like to go through this a little earlier on to be, to help out with people who go through it later. Right. Because I've always been that way in general, just, I've always been a helper. I've always wanted to help guide people. And so, um, it makes sense. It's just very interesting to see the rest of the world going, going through what we went through just on like a delay. And now I keep referencing this meme. I keep seeing it's so funny. It's like this guy with his, uh, He's like kicked back in his office chair and his like feet are up on the desk. And he's like, when the, when like the, half the world's going through a dark night of the soul, but you've been through like 20 in the past, like three years and you're straight <laughs> chilling right now. <laughs> Basically what it feels like. I heard someone, and I think it might've been on positive head, but I heard someone say something like, yeah, I feel like there was this batch of us that went through the whole chrysalis process. And then we kind of hatched and we're like sitting there hovering below the other people that are about to fall out because they're going yeah. through it right now. And I'm like, wow, that, that, that was kind of powerful. That was, I like that. that was something that was awesome because it was, it was true. Like, I feel like right now, despite all the uncertainty, despite how just so much pressure is being put on me in both of my professional worlds, I'm still kind of with it. Like there's, there's really not, there's little amounts of stress. Certain days go by, but once the day is over, I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. tomorrow's, tomorrow's another one. I'll start that one over. And it seems like yeah. things just continue to on every level, like my political stuff, I'm kind of rising and shining to the occasion on my other job. I'm doing the same thing. And like the podcast stuff is kicking off. Look at that. Look who I have in my podcast today, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean like, I feel like there's just a lot of people who are like similarly in that boat. And I'm, I'm, it's awesome that you guys say the same thing that it was like, yeah, we went through it a little while ago and now we're kind of on the other side. I also feel like there's a splitting that's happening. Like re- if you think of it like earth a and earth B, right? So you can go to A and you, or you could go to B and neither one is better than the other, but it's all dependent upon how you're perceiving your reality. And so right now, as it's happening right now, they're side by side and it's going back and forth between the two. So sometimes you're on earth A and sometimes you're on earth B, depending upon where you are vibrationally, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think there's going to be a bigger split and where you're like in, you're like fully in Earth A, you're fully in Earth B, and that's it, you know? I can't remember where I saw something recently that there was like a timeline A and a timeline B. I don't know if it was like someone did a reading or something like that, but that there were, there were I don't know if it was like government officials that were planning for like a societal breakdown or a spiritual awakening. The only thing they were planning for was a breakdown. There was some interesting article. I'm going to have to find that and share it with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the only thing they were focusing on was the potential timeline B. It's like, wait, wait a minute. What about the timeline A? You know, like maybe there's some of us that want to. We're just going to ignore that or what's happening? Yeah. I guess you don't need to prepare for that one. You know, everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be sunshine, rainbows and smiling. I guess we don't need to worry about that. Yeah. (laughs) So, There was one subject I really wanted to get into with you guys was about the whole chakras and energy because I know that you guys are into a lot of that kind of stuff and I haven't talked about that much at all on the podcast and I discovered the whole chakra system myself a few years back. I think right when I first started to explore spirituality because my family wasn't religious and when I went through my own dark night of the soul, um, I had gone through my two cancers and I came out the other side and I really valued life. I felt, you know, mortal for the first time. I had that whole air of invincibility through all those years, you know, it was Mr. Indestructible and doing all this stuff, but then I was finally vulnerable. And it was, I think at that moment that a lot of stuff started to affect me a lot more. Every bad thing I saw on the job was really affecting me. Every time I came across somebody who was going through 
something really hard. It wasn't just, I was there as part of my job. I was like in it with that person. And I started to figure, I'm like, what is happening to me? Like, did I, have I lost my mind? Have I cracked? So I started to really like dive into, you know, how was spirituality going to help me? And, you know, I'd gone through some, so much after that too. My marriage almost fell apart and, and a whole lot of other stuff. So I was trying to find out who I was again. And I looked into spirituality and none of the religions really made sense. Like they all had little portions where I'm like, oh, that, that kind of works. But then there was just a whole lot of other stuff that didn't. And the whole chakra system came up in a lot of that and studying, you know, Tibetan Buddhism and everything that, um, where the chakras sort of originated out of. Can you talk about what the chakras are a little bit? Because you probably have a little bit more of a basis of knowledge, but talking about how those energy centers can be important to your overall health and what they actually mean. So we're not experts on this by any means, but what I know about, I, I actually, I'm an EFT practitioner. So this yeah, I want to talk about have, that too. Yeah. This kind of does have a little to do with like what I do, which, um, yeah, you have, uh, seven major chakras, um, the crown chakra, the third eye chakra, the, uh, throat chakra, the heart chakra, the solar plexus chakra, the sacral chakra and the root chakra. And actually it's very interesting because the coronavirus, Corona actually means crown. And, you know, we're kind of going through this, we're not kind of, we're going through this mass spiritual awakening right now as a planet. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting, um, that, you know, and so the crown chakra, that's like the very top of your head. That's what really, um, that's your connection to the divine. That's your connection to spirit. Um, so, uh, anyway, these energy centers are really actually, I've seen them drawn out as kind of like, well, chakra, first of all, means wheel. I don't know in what, uh, in, is it Sanskrit maybe? But chakra means wheel. And I've seen it drawn out where like the chakras, it kind of looks like cones, like coming right. out the front and the back of, you know, your, the top of your head, your forehead, your throat, all these places. And what it's doing is it's kind of like sucking in and putting out energy. It's like ways for energy to come in and out and flow through. And so um, I can say from an EFT standpoint, which stands for emotional freedom technique, it's an emotional healing process that uses the, um, the energy meridians of your body to actually release stuck emotion and can help reprogram um, your belief systems and your mindset and all kinds of things. They call like it that. tapping too, right? Tapping. Yeah. Also yep. known as tapping. Um, essentially, when you uh, feel certain lower density emotions and you don't actually let yourself feel them or process them. You stuff them down, you push them back in, you hold them in. Um, it actually can start to, and you do that for long enough, it can actually start to disrupt uh, the energy system of your body so that energy is not flowing properly anymore. And depending what that uh, that emotion is, what the issue it is, it can really affect different organs and different parts of your body. And so, um, so anyway, for example, if you feel like you, uh, you're afraid to speak, right? You're afraid, and maybe like you've been silenced all your life and you've been put down by your parents and then maybe your partner later and you've, you've had like abusive or toxic relationships that could manifest as like something in the throat. You know what I mean? That could start to affect the throat chakra system. And then that could eventually over time end up manifesting as like, I don't know, it could throat cancer. Uh, I, I don't know. Anything that relates to that system, it could start to affect in like a physical way. Mm -hmm. sore, um, throat. sore throat. Yeah. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be cancer, but it can, yeah. it definitely can cause 
um, effects in your physical world and effects in your emotional world because you're not allowing the energy to flow right. You're blocking the flow of the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just a good – I think the chakra system in general is just a good way to kind of – it's kind of blocking – it's it's helping you um, understand the different areas of your body and what they actually relate to so that when you're trying to heal something or trying to understand a certain emotion, you can actually kind of classify it and work within the, in that way. Like when I'm doing sessions with people and Ambi too, you know, when you feel energy in a certain area of your body, you can know, okay, well that's related to the heart and, you know, um, you know, opening your heart, like, like connecting with others, right? Something related to your solar plexus chakra, that's having to do with your willpower, your, your, your strength, your, your personal power. Um, you know, your sacral chakra is like creativity, expression, um, sexuality, root chakra is security. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't feel, if you're in survival mode a lot, you're, you're going to have problems with your root chakra. Mm-hmm. That's where my imbalance was. That's where I was constantly in the battle mode. I was constantly in the survival mode for all those years. And that's where my cancer manifested. Mm, There you go. That's what pointed it out for me. There you go. How did you, um, was it, so, okay, so you were constantly in survival mode and then what started to happen physically? I'm just curious, like what were your first physical like kind of symptoms that you were noticing? I had a massive, mass. there was one particular day I remember where I had some friends come over and I was like doubled over in pain. Like I had gotten kicked in the lower section and it, people were just like, what was wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, it was just this massive amount of pain. And right around that time of my life, I had been in law enforcement since I was like 19 years old, but I had transitioned out of it and I went into, I was always in it. I always stayed, like I left it full time, but I always stayed behind part time and I worked in my, my hometown where I grew up and I moved into like the private security realm where I became like an art museum director and I investigated art crime and stuff. And then I got into like these crazy, like uh, tactical things and stuff like that. So I was in with these really high test type A um, you know, macho guys are all weapons and fighting and all this kind of stuff. Like it was just super in deep with that stuff. So it was just always that constant hyper awareness. Like I'd walk into a room. If we went into like a party or a big gathering, I'd be sitting there and my wife could notice where I'd be sitting there, like sizing up people in the room. And I'd always be like, okay, if I have to leave here quick, I'm going to go out that way or that way. Mm -hmm. And this person could be a potential, like, it was just like, you were constantly super hyper vigilant, which was great because it kept you alive, but that's not the way, you know, you're, you're designed for that in short spurts. Like Joe Dispenza talks about how the, um, how the gazelle will be in Serengeti. And if the lion chases it, it goes into its adrenaline mode. It runs, it gets away. And then 10 minutes later, it can go back to eating grass. Mm -hmm. And us as our crazy human organisms, we will live in that state either because we, we have that programming or we're living in the future of potential threats or we live in that vibration of the past where we put ourselves in that mode and we'll constantly stay there. So we don't let ourselves return to like a homeostasis. We'll just constantly live in one of those states of imbalance for who, who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of the times we're not even aware of it. A yeah. lot of the time it's subconscious programming that's just running in the background. So true. And and in addition, something that I just wanted to share about like a way that I like to think of, you know, these um like these symptoms that we'll get, or even just an emotion, right? Like in the early stages, it's like, we, we look at these things as even if it gets as bad as like cancer, right? Even if it gets to that level, all of these things that are happening, whether it's the emotion or it's like the physical manifestation, 
it's just your body's what your body is a um, device that's like helping. It's a feedback device. So it's mm-hmm. telling you, Hey, look at this. Just like, that's all it is. That's all it starts out as. It's like that, like little light on your car dashboard. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, check the engine. Mm-hmm. And if you go and check the engine, it goes off. Like the mm-hmm. light turns off and you keep driving your car. If like, or the light will come on and say, Hey, you need more gas. You put gas in the car and you keep going. Right. All of these uh, things that end up manifesting into like really big, you know, major like physical issues. They really just start out as emotions to begin with, but because of our society and how we've been so trained, especially men actually to be like, Hey, do not cry. Men mm-hmm. don't cry. Boys don't cry. And women have also been, everybody has been, you know, um, as a child told, like, don't make a scene, mm-hmm. like, don't make a big deal out of this or like go to your room or like been made to feel that they're not safe to express and that actually them fully expressing their emotions are causing problems so that they need to keep it in and like be a big girl or a big boy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's changing now, but you know, for so many years, that's how it was. And so I think that that's why, you know, we grow up and and we don't understand why we have all these issues. And it's because that program that you guys were talking about running in the back of your head says, it's not, you're not allowed to express this. Just keep it in, just Mm -hmm. keep it in, keep moving. And if we would just investigate it from the moment it happens, which we're all learning to do now, it would just be as simple as, Oh, I'm just filling up my gas. Okay. Goodbye. Like moving on, keep driving the car. Mm -hmm. So I think it's exciting to think about where we're going now that we're all learning to tend to ourselves in these ways in these ways. And now that we're learning more about what our emotions really are. Mm. Ambrosia, what would you suggest to people who are trying to increase some of their intuition? Do you have any knowledge on, on that one? Cause I know personally I could use some of that advice. I do have <laughs> a lot of knowledge on this one. I actually teach people how to do this. So um, now well, don't give away all your secrets. You I won't. Leave okay. <laughs> don't you worry. So um a couple of things. I'm not claiming to make someone psychic, just so you know. But everyone has intuition, whether you think you do or you think you don't. You have that little voice in your head that tells you like, hey, go left instead of go right. So one of the fun things that I do is, let me just listen here. That's okay. one of the fun things she does. So... <laughs> secret. That's her trick. Um, okay. So one of the fun things that's coming through right now is it sounds crazy, but just follow me on it is listening to the voices in your head. So this is actually really good for everything we're talking about too. Um, it allows you to really listen to that subconscious programming. So if you make a mistake is your dad's voice in your head telling you, you just messed up on something or that Mm. you're not good enough. Right. Or is it your voice? If you did really well at something, um, Who is telling you that you did really well? Now, there are some people that actually do not have the part of their brain that that does like um, imagination Mm -hmm. or that does visualizations or things like that. That's a little bit different. What, and I'm not talking about schizophrenia either, either, that type of voice in your head. What I'm talking about is that little voice in your head. When you hear a song, do you hear the actual band playing or are you singing those words? So noticing those little differences will make it extremely um, easy to notice the difference between intuition and ego. Because what you'll hear for me when I mess up, it's a male voice in my head. 
I don't know why it just is when I hear my guides and my intuition, it's someone else's voice. It's not my own. Hmm. So it's, it's really interesting. Also paying attention to your body. So in the beginning I would, and I'm starting to get it again. I would get shivers down my spine from the top of my head, all the way down my back when something felt really in alignment with me. And Mm -hmm. that was my signal that, okay, we're supposed to follow this path. You're supposed to go down this road here, figure it out. What it is it? Um, but if you ask your guides or your spirit team or your angels, whatever you believe in, because this whole simulation that we're in is based on belief systems. Mm-hmm. But if you ask whoever you believe in to show you signs, that's a really good way to start that communication with your intuition or your guides or whoever you believe in the universe to help you move in, move in this way in an easier path. Does that make sense? What I said? Yes, definitely. Good. Awesome. Such good advice. Such good advice. I'm going to apply that one for myself because that's definitely one of the areas that I'm the the shortest. And I've actually gotten a lot better to listen to that first, that first instinct type thing before my, my ego kicks in and it's, it's worked or I've immediately realized I should have listened to it much faster than I used to used before. It would be like, Oh, I, I think I said this in my head before, but kind of recently I'm like, something will happen. I think I just dropped something the other day and it was like the little boy said, don't do that. You're going to drop this. You try taking too much stuff in and there you go. Yeah. It's probably when we went on one of our massive grocery shopping trips and all this madness of stuff, trying to carry it all on one trip. Yeah. See, and that's intuition. It doesn't have to be talking to dead people. It doesn't have to be like as grand as something like that. And a lot of people get misunderstood that you're going to physically see things or you're going to have physical symptoms. And sometimes you do, but that's not everybody's experience either. And it's being okay with that, that you're not having that experience, that it is a really subtle energy mm-hmm. that is really important as well. Medi- I know that people talk about meditating. It's really hard for me to meditate. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend if you can't meditate or if you have a difficult time writing down everything coming to your head when mm-hmm. you start to meditate, like, um, so I had this experience uh, two years ago, a year ago, it doesn't matter. I would try to meditate every single day for 10 minutes. And for about a week, what came forward is my credit card debt. And it was in a vertical list and it was very detailed on it. And I was like, get out of here, ego. And I didn't write it down. I didn't pay attention to it. So after about a week of this, my father calls me. We were strained at the time. And he's like, I want to do something really nice for you. I want to pay off your credit card debt. How much do you have? And I didn't know exactly because I didn't pay attention to that part of my intuition telling me, write this down. This is important. I actually had that happen to me this morning where I, I have, um, I got one of those muse things. Um, Oh yeah. I saw those. Those It's, it's cool, but it's not because I'm, I'm huge into meditation. I, I I, like get excited to do it because I've had some crazy intuitive things pop up. It, it's almost like a a shower for my brain. It just like helps. I do it every single morning. Sometimes if I have enough time, it's like 40 minutes in the day and I'll sometimes do it at night. And I found that thing to be more distracting than anything because mm. when you get really good at it and you can calm your mind, you get like these little tweets, like you can choose if you have a rainforest or um, the beach. And if your mind's really busy, you'll hear like heavy wind at the beach and the waves will get a little louder. But if you get really quiet, you'll just hear the little little ripples of the water and you'll hear like a bird and you can watch this little like 
almost like a heart monitor after you're done of what your brain was doing. And you can see like every time a bird showed up on it, my brain would go whoop. Like you would, it would, oh, you see this really spike cool. because I'd, it would calm down and I'd be like, oh, there's a bird. And then everything would go crazy. Yeah. So it's like with my meditation practices, I've gotten really, really good at it. And I just kind of use that thing as a feedback sometimes to show me how good I'm doing. But this, it, the last couple of days, just a lot of stuff's been going on. And this morning I had nothing but thoughts of stuff that I wanted to do or needed to do or things I wanted to design. And I got done and I didn't write them down. And now it's kind of like when you, I've done, started dream journaling as well. And sometimes you're like, Oh, I'll remember that dream. I'll totally remember that. And then like later on, you're like, Oh God, I totally forgot. Same thing happened this morning. Like during my meditation, I was having like all these thoughts of things I need to do. I'm like, all right, I just need to write those down. And yeah. I didn't do it. And now I have no idea what it was. I was trying to, to come up it's with. Okay. You'll remember it. You'll, it'll happen again tomorrow. No it worries. will. It will. <laughs> so the last little thing I, I did want to try and talk about real quick, if you had a, um, a, a somewhat, generalized opinion on it, but we talk about the whole concepts and philosophies about how our consciousness creates and reacts with physical reality. Um, I'm a huge junkie on that stuff. I'm, I'm uh, subscribed to Gaia and there's a show on their mystery teachings with Teresa Bullard. And she's the last person that Brandon had on his um, new show, Optimistic. Um, he was the, she was the last guest. Actually, he took her on because him and I were talking and we were on a phone conversation and I told him like, you got to get this lady. And he got her on there for the last episode. And that's her big, she's a physicist. So she just breaks it down in such great ways about how our consciousness reacts and, and could actually affect reality at its smallest possible particles and stuff. Um, what do you have for any, any philosophies or anything that jives along with that stuff? Um, I have a lot of philosophies and ideas on this idea on this topic. Um, I'm just saying where to begin. So I think that one, it goes back down to your belief system, right? If you feel, and we, this goes into what other human beings tell us we're capable of and what we're not capable of. Mm -hmm. Right. So a very basic example of this is I love it. When I talk to people that have passed away, I'll talk to a grandma and she'll be in the corner of my room with her rosary beads, holding them tight and refuse to talk to me because she doesn't want to go to hell. <laughs> and I'm standing there trying to explain to her that she is already dead and that obviously she is not in hell, right? Mm -hmm. But her belief systems are so strong. So this is one example. This has happened a lot. One example, your beliefs go with you when you transition. So let's think about that because your beliefs are the easiest thing to hold really tight, like identify with, but then also one of the harder things to shift depending upon the belief, right? Like, do you believe you could fly? No, because we haven't seen another human being do it. And we've been told since we were kids that it's not possible right. that we're being held down by gravity. So I think that what human beings are capable of telekinesis, um, telepathic communication, um, psychic work, channeling all of it. I think human beings are capable of so much more than we've been told we're able to do, but it's, um, scary to open up that idea. Hmm. Right. So I think this is all, I could materialize something in my hand and defy all of these laws. If I wanted to, if I had the right belief system, does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
Yeah. I, I, by the day I am getting more, I can feel our creative powers as humans. Like I can feel our manifestation powers. I can literally feel how we are creating reality by the second. And, um, and you know, when I first had my awakening, got into all this stuff, I like knew that, but it was kind of hard for me to like really see it. I took a little while, then I started seeing it. But now like these days, I feel like things are so powerful and the energy is so strong right now that just your intention, just your intention alone is creating. It's like, I I've been saying, I've been having like my private EFT sessions with people and issues that they've been carrying around since their whole life, really heavy stuff that used to take like at least 45 minutes to really get to and really get some sort of relief under 10 minutes. It's like, and they're just like, it's gone. And I'm like, I'm not believing it. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, no, like really it's gone. And it's happened over and over and over for the past couple of weeks. And I feel this immense energy now assisting us in creating whatever it is that we're wanting to create. Literally, all it takes is our intention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we do when we do fun woo-woo things with our Patreons and our listeners and stuff and Ambi channels or does intuitive readings, like it just keeps being said. It's like you are creating you are you are creating like I've brought up a couple times. Like, what about all these conspiracy theories about what's really going on with current? And it's like, choose to choose to pay attention to that if you want. Mm-hmm. But do you want that in your experience? Do you want to be having that type of experience because you are creating your experience? And even today, I was getting the download that um, like I actually saw a ton of news stories today that was like the virus is slowing down in all Wuhan is now out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Italy slowed down. Um, New Zealand, it was really contained. Like there's all these places that suddenly as of today, there's like this huge, you know, uh, relief in in this crisis. Mm-hmm. And I have this, like, I literally have this feeling. I'm like, I think I've been releasing a lot of things in the past couple of days. And I feel like this sounds cr- maybe crazy, but like, I feel like I'm really connected to the creation of that. I feel like this global meditation thing we did, um, Mm -hmm. last weekend was huge. You can actually, Oh, that's what I want to talk about. The Schumann resonance. That is the best. That is the, the best physical example and proof to me that our energy and our thoughts and our intentions create reality Mm -hmm. as that is the the Schumann resonance is the vibration of the planet. It's Mm -hmm. a frequency frequency of the planet. And it changes day to day, depending on what's going on. And when we did this global like unity meditation for the planet, basically last weekend, everybody did it at a very specific time. The whole world did it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you can look on the Schumann resonance and it spiked to like more than double of what it normally is literally for like six hours from the exact time that it started. And after, and uh, after that, it's like, it's just normal. No so way. that to me is, and I feel like we're going to get more and more and more examples of that, um, mm-hmm. that are going to prove how powerful we are as humans and how powerful our intention is. And I just, I feel like sharing, um, to, to end this rant that, you know, you are going to experience whatever it is that you you are living in your own private reality. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you are deciding to believe, that is what you are going to experience. And the, 
the great thing about that is that in any moment you can choose to believe something new and jump into a new timeline. We've been talking about timelines here quite a bit. That's how you time travel. Mm-hmm. That is how you time travel. Yeah. Ambie actually shared something like we, we – Ambi had this huge download. This was several months ago, but I, this is like one of my favorite downloads she's ever had where she's like, if you want to jump timelines, the quickest way to do it is to look at what you normally do when this pattern comes up and just do the opposite. So if every time this fear comes up, you freak out and you like hide and you, you know, you, you have the same pattern do the opposite, which takes some bravery, right? Mm -hmm. It takes some bravery to run towards the thing, right? But if you can do that, you will literally disrupt the whole pattern and jump into a new timeline because now that pattern is not, you've changed the pattern and now you're in a new timeline. Mm. I think that is like the biggest reality hack. And I love that. I think about that all the time. So I got a total geeky. So I'll go ahead, Ambrosia. I was going to say also it's the opposite too. If your normal, if your normal reaction is to fight, in that in that instance, mm-hmm. take a step back, relax, and look at it from another perspective. Look at it from the other person's perspective or a different conscious perspective. And understanding that you're dealing many times with unconscious people and they're just acting in their subconscious programming, I think really helps too. Mm. And you're shifting patterns. And I've, I've heard something that goes along with what both of you said was how they've described, I listened to a really scientific explanation on synchronicities. Like it was, you know, everybody talks about synchronicities about how you see, you know, 1111 and and all these other things with clocks and you'll be talking about somebody and they'll call or you'll say the the name of a song, you turn the radio on, there it is, you know, those things will all happen. But people call them coincidences and I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in, you know, meaningful coincidences which they call synchronicity well like they the scientific explanation that i heard someone give on those was that when you see those things it's really abnormal it's really abnormal that you're going to see your favorite number like my football number was 53 i see it all the time and like unfortunately it's in the length of an average tractor trailer truck so i see it on the highway like every time i'm driving but i see it all the time everybody in the house sees it all the time and those things come up on the clocks and really abnormal things. I mean, we walked into the store the other day and I said something about being happy and we walked into the store and that song, I am happy was playing on the, yeah. on the, it was just kind of like look at each other. And I was like, wow, that was weird. Someone explained that that is really abnormal for those kind of coincidences to happen. So the science behind that is, is when you do things that deviate from the norm, when you step out of that typical fear role that you're just talking about, that typical reaction you would have had, you break the program. You do something abnormal from what your normal programming would have been. So the the signification of that is that you'll see these deviation sinks is what they call them because you have become an abnormality and therefore you are attracting more abnormalities and seeing all those coincidences is a huge abnormality. When you don't see them, you got to kind of worry because it means you're back in the patterns. You're going with the flow. You're doing everything that the normal program would have had you running. But then when you start to see those weird synchronicities, it's like, okay, that's the reason people say like, well, what does it mean? It means you're deviating. It means you're doing something differently than what you would have done. You're becoming sort of an anomaly in the pattern of programming. And this is where it goes. The way that I got to try and find it. I, I listened to it once and it was on like a YouTube thing and then it disappeared. And I got to go back in the history and try and find it because it was just outside and it just played all day. So I lost it. But yeah. really, really interesting stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the Matrix. Yeah. 
glitching yeah. the matrix. Yep. Also, if you think about the word coincidence, what does that mean? Coincidence. It's like that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't believe in coincidence the way that people uh, use that word either. But even the word coincidence, coincidence, it's two things like mm-hmm. colliding. That is what synchronicity means to me. Mm-hmm. You're magnetizing to you what you put out. So it makes sense. But the way, way people use the word coincidence is like, oh, that just happened by chance. Yeah. No, it actually, I don't even think it means that. I think there needs to be, the thing of it is people need to justify things, Mm -hmm. right? And so if something weird is happening over and over and over, there's really no justification for it. There's no logic behind it. And so what they're doing is they're saying, well, that that's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything because to mean something, they really have to face their shit. They really have to deal with what's coming up right now. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole other thing is like, that's the paradigm we've been living in is, oh, Nothing really means anything. Just when coincidence. You, you have no real connection yeah. to that. Well, it's just a random thing that's happening. Because if we if it we were to be taught that no, that means something yeah. big, that actually is a reflection of you, it would change our entire paradigm, which is actually what's happening now. So mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense that yeah. that's what's been happening. You know, I've had these kind of conversations with people where I've tried to explain the difference between a, a coincidence and a synchronicity. There's not much of a difference, but there's a whole yeah. world of difference. Yeah. It's the meaning you're putting in it. And like, well, it, that's just coincidence. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like saying 2000 years ago when, uh, in Chinese culture, they thought when the, the moon went through a solar eclipse, it was a dragon eating it. it that's just the way they explained it. You know, like yeah. that was, yeah. that was their way of explaining something. And you just saying, ah, it's just a coincidence. What if you're doing the same exact minimalization of some sort of significant thing happening in your life, you know, and like you can't walk away from a conversation like that and not think. And if you do, then whatever, you know, let it go down. That's your choice. If you want to put reality you want to live in. Yeah. I want to live in a magical reality. Yeah. I don't want to live in, well, it's no big deal. I want to live in like, Oh my God, it's real life magic. This is happening. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to live in. So. That's one of the things that I just did. Um, I did like a little little promo for the podcast. And in it, I said how whether these things are true or not, whether any of these things are actually reality, it's mm-hmm. when you think of the what ifs, when you think of the potentials, and you think of, you know, could our thoughts, which are vibrations, you know, our, our thought patterns and our brain waves are measured in alpha, delta, gamma, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're all brain waves. They've measured the Planck length in physics as the smallest possible length that they can measure. And down there, everything's like a quantum foam and all it is is vibration. Things are fields and they come in and out. Well, if your brainwaves are vibrations and this table sitting next to me is vibration at its smallest fundamental particles, what makes you think that the two maybe could interact with each other? If you just ponder that, that in itself just makes life more interesting. Whether or not it's true, I think we got a lot more scientific proof to, to prove it, but... Mm-hmm. If you just ponder these things, it, life gets a whole other level and a whole other layer of interest in it. I don't know how you can be bored with life with these things out there, you know? No, I, I agree. I constantly, I was just saying to my fiance the other day, I'm like, our beings are actually incredible in, in so many, our, our physical bodies and beings, like it's absolutely mind blowing all the things that are happening inside of our body without us, first of all, even knowing. Mm -hmm. Second of all, just our, on so many levels, one, like I always, you know what's always blown my mind? How like our bodies literally heal themselves. And everybody Mm -hmm. knows this. Everybody knows if you get a cut, 
it heals magically. Mm-hmm. Skin grows back. If, if you break <laughs> your bone, like it. Yeah. if you break your bone, like it will heal itself. Like, you know, yeah. you said it right or whatever. It'll heal itself. So how the hell are people like your body can't heal itself? That's impossible. Like if you're talking about something bigger than that, yes. it's like, mm-hmm. well, this yeah. is a, just a fractal of your body. Why couldn't it heal on a grander scale? It's, it's so weird. It's in plain sight, but we take it so for granted. And the other thing that I wanted to say is the, the one fact that actually boggles my mind and makes me realize how much, how little we understand is when they talk about how our cells are actually, our body cells are actually 99.99999 mm-hmm. whatever empty space. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Like what? Like <laughs> 99.99999empty space. That means it's point zero 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 one at some point something. So they so, say if you can take all of the atoms in the human body and you can actually compress them right. and take out the empty space. It'll fit on the, the human body will fit on the pin of a needle. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's what, you know? And so, <laughs> so that's a fact and people are just like, huh? like it, no it, big deal. it just means that we're, we, we think we're so solid, but we're actually light. We're something that we're not fully, we're, there's something more going on here. And I love that. Again, there's all these kind of, clues hidden in plain sight. And I think we've just been veiling ourselves for so long. And again, now is this really exciting time where people are like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know, like looking up from under the veil and it's, it's just really exciting. So people that you never would have thought of. Cause I mean, a couple of years ago, if someone would have told me two, three years ago that I would have been the host of my own podcast, the things are going on that are going for me. I'd have a conversation with a couple of people like you. I'd have been like, yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> but now yeah. it's become a regular thing in my life, you know? Yeah. So, and I had to let go of the judgment of it too. That was one of the biggest things that I have to say that the two of you helped me out with was because the authenticity that you, you have, like the, the messages you put out there, the, just everything that you have, that you promote, it, it's just, it screams authenticity. And that's really hard for some people to find. For some people, maybe it was easy for the two of you, but there was a whole time period where I had to let go of that judgment. I still have a little bit of it now. I know that people are probably looking at me a little bit sideways if they listen to this and listen to what I have on the podcast sometimes. And I'm like, man, Heath has gone off the rails since he retired <laughs> from his job. Like, what is going on with him? But it's like, I'm a completely different person. People who meet me now, they were like, wow, you are just completely different than what you used to be. And that authenticity gets you there. I think when you go back to being the root of who you were, I think this is who I was when I was 19 before I got into the whole line of work that I was in. And now I'm able to just be myself without having to worry about the consequences and repercussions. And sometimes people need the, the coaching to get them to get them there, whatever shape or form. So I got to say thank you to both of you for being a part of that too. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, that's really nice to know that, like, I don't know, it's it's cool. It's cool to hear that, Heath, because, like, we just kind of, we're really close to our community, but I don't think, I, I think sometimes we don't realize, we also don't realize that we have, you were one of the our listeners who was like, you have male listeners, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so All out there giving that. the ladies love. I'm like, um. Yeah. yeah. Hello. What about <laughs> us? Oh, sorry. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, and. Also, you know, I just want to say about authenticity is that's been a huge thing that's come up in our, um, just in our listeners and our audience. We do coaching too. And we, mm-hmm. we, we work with, uh, 
people on helping them like build their spiritual businesses and and do all kinds of things like that. And one of the biggest things come that comes up is the fear of what other people are going to think, you know, just like you're describing is kind of this kind of, you feel called to do something and then you're like, wait, what are they going to think of that? Mm -hmm. It's going to be weird for them. You know, is this okay? Especially intuitive work. Holy cow. Mm. Right. And the number one thing that I like to say is like, those people aren't paying your bills. Those people are not living your life like those. And it's easy to, it's obviously easier to say and harder to do, but it's truly, when you think about the way that we've been operating of like, oh no, what will they say? It's like, are they like helping you out in some way? Are they? No, they're just the ones that might be, you know, tearing you down potentially, but they're not taking care of you. Like they're not, you know what I mean? They're not living. They don't have to live your life. Like Mm -hmm. they're living their life. You have to live your life. And so I think we're also in this big time of realizing like you only got one life to live right Mm -hmm. now at least. And uh, you can't let other. Uh Uh Uh-oh. We lost her. Really important part too. I know. <laughs> she was about to yeah. totally tie in the live this I life know. part to it all. <laughs> I guess we'll never know what she says. Oh boy. Uh, but I think that uh, going on what Alexa was saying, I think it's important to realize that with the guru mentality too, mm-hmm. is, you know, you can respect somebody, but don't put their opinions above your own. Mm-hmm good and bad, whether they're tearing you down or whether they're building you up. What I have learned the hard way recently is there she is. She's hey. you guys, can I just tell you something? That was the close. I truly experienced what it's like to become a ghost. And <laughs> it didn't freeze for me. You guys were like, uh oh, we lost her. Oh no, she was just getting going. And I'm, oh, like, I'm still here. I'm, like, I'm here. I'm here. And they're like, oh man, she was about to say something real good. She's going to say it all together. But, and I'm like, can you hear me? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> oh, oh that's anyway. a good time See, but ambrosia was filling empathy. in the gap yeah I think <laughs> empathy for it I figured anyway but yeah yeah it's important to um you know have your own intuition and your own internal guidance system telling you that this is valid or this person is not giving you in true advice for you because mm-hmm. that's different everybody's operating from their perspective and everybody's selfish in the aspect of they're doing what they think is best for them, mm-hmm. right? So, which is okay, but you just have to fine. know that. Yeah, but you just have to know that, and you have to live this life for you. That's right. Yeah, that's been the biggest biggest motivation. That's why I named it what it was because it was like you you have such such finite amount of time here. Really, I mean, I'm going to be 40 this year, which blows my mind. I am still like a kid at heart. And I just, you know, it seems like, wow, you know, how quick could the next 40 go? And then, you know, what's left, you know, so do it all that you want to do. Don't, don't, I mean, the people who I was afraid of judging me the most, whenever I was going to step out and do some different ventures were not only people that when I pass by them, in public, I don't have as in-depth conversations as, you know, you would think that that kind of influence would spark. And then I found myself at certain points, like blocking them on Facebook too, because I don't want to see their negative posts. It was like, these yeah. are the people that you're worried about judging you because yeah. you see how much they judge other people. It's like, if you got them there, like block them, you know, block them That's on right. Facebook, block them in real life too. I love yeah, the saying your um, other people's opinion about you is none of your business. None yeah. Of your business. I love that. And also you don't like that. You don't like them. So why do yeah. you let their opinion, like you don't because like Because I think them. at the time you don't understand that you don't like them. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? I think at the time you really do like them or you really like a part of them. You really relate to a part of them. 
Um, like parents are a really good example of this. Yes. You know, we want our parents' approval because it That's literally true. means our survival. And That's it doesn't true. mean that they're bad people. It just means that their opinions don't fucking matter. Truly. Mm-hmm. Like my mom is very confused about what I do. She's like, so people just pay you to talk to them? And I'm like, no, <laughs> just never mind. Or she's like, so you're going on a retreat again? You're just going to leave your kids? That's okay with you? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Take care of them. Don't kill anybody. See you later. So like, it, it's just understanding that other people are doing the best they can with what they have. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I got to say, this is probably one of the best interviews that I've done so far. And I was oh, looking forward to this one. And I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> But this was, Tell this me was, more about how great I am. <laughs> once I once I stop the recording, I can do that, I guess. Um, but also, let's tell people where they can reach you if they want more of Inner Bloom and Alexa and Ambrosia. Where can everybody reach you, and what sort of stuff do you have going on? You can check out our podcast. It's called Inner Bloom. You can find that on iTunes, um, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox. You can go to our website, innerbloompodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook where we live stream. Like we do Facebook Live for our episodes, which we record three times a week. So follow us on there, Inner Bloom Podcast on Facebook. Also Instagram, we do fun things on there, Inner Bloom Podcast. Um, you can follow me at Alexa Suits, S O O T H E S on Instagram, uh, Alexa Hauser on Facebook and Alexa Suits.com. If you want to uh, book an EFT session or just find out more about me, Ambrosia. Mm-hmm. And you can look me up. My name is AmbrosiaMatthews.com. That's my website. Or Facebook, Ambrosia Matthews Intuitive. And um, Instagram is Ambrosia Matthews Intuitive as well. And I'm going to put all the links to all that kind of stuff in the show notes. So thank you. I'll be in there. So we, we just to give you a little, um, just quickly, like what we have going on. Am- Ambrosia does live readings on her Facebook page, guys. Free, free live readings on yep. Tuesday nights. So Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then I do um, live readings on Instagram Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So. Yeah. So follow her. Um, also, uh, we do coaching with people um, who are you know, intuitive and who are wanting to build their businesses. We love working with people and, and really helping them step into you know, their full potential and, and live, the, live this life that they mm-hmm. want to live. Um, because like we said, life is too short to live a life that you don't like, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can reach out to us for that. And yeah, check out our podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on here. It's been an awesome conversation. I look forward to connecting again, maybe sometime in the future. Maybe we can do another episode because this has been an awesome yeah. conversation. I feel like we can talk for hours and hours and hours, but totally. um, I will see you at least on social media, but uh, you know, hopefully we can connect again at some point in the future. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thank you. This is great. Bye. 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 And that'll wrap up this episode of the podcast. A huge thanks to Ambrosia and Alexa for joining us on this one. And if you have an interesting or inspiring story to tell, or you want to collaborate on a very interesting conversation on an episode, hit me up. You can reach me at connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. Until next time, keep living, everybody. And thank you so much for listening.